Welcome to the Everybody Hates Church podcast. At the intersection of church and culture is all of us. With endless posts, opinions, and information, this podcast is the safe space to decode it all while exploring why everybody hates church. Welcome to Everybody Hates Church. What an exciting episode that we have with us today because we're going to talk about Hollywood and why Hollywood hates church. We got my brother Jimmy Jenkins in the house and it's going to be a great discussion about how church is depicted in all of your favorite movies and your favorite TV shows. So stick around for that conversation. But before we get to Jimmy, I got my guy, my producer, uh, the social media extraordinaire, <laughs> the uh, the Owner of In Club Magazine. Much, what what else is it? No, nah, nah. nah you man. you love this. Listen, so nah, we'll, nah. <laughs> give the rest of your bite. Nah, we got Listen, Dion Ringold yes. in the house. What's always, up, man? Always a feel? pleasure, man. Being on this project is you know I brag about. It, I talk about it all the time. Um, I think one of the the biggest thing I get I get to draw out of it just working with people that I believe in. So yeah. it's just really cool. I think you're a voice that people need to hear, especially in this space. You know, I think I, I love talking about it. That the reason why we even came to the inception is that there's too many talking heads out here. That's just they own some other stuff. They're right. not, you know, they. Not you know, everybody loves church. Not everybody loves church, clearly. Right. And right. a lot of people are using or pimping Jesus for their own benefit. Mm. So it's really cool to have you talking about these things at the intersection of, of culture and church, you know. So I think it's a big deal. We got some good stuff to talk about. So oh, especially, oh, okay. you know, it's funny. I just met, you know, uh, Mr. Jenkins for the first time. Hilarious. Uh-huh. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. But oh apparently God. he's doing some, some great stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you guys got an opportunity when we talk about some movies. So I'm excited about that because, you know, I'm a movie guy. You're a movie guy. Guy. I'm a movie guy. You are. So what's what's the last big movie that you've seen in theaters? Oh, man. So uh, last two, man, of course, you, you got to see Creed. I, okay. I, I loved enough. Creed. Yeah. Um, I got some issues with that. But you got, you know, enough. of course you do. You, you're, you're such a snob, man. You're such a movie snob. You get on my nerves. I, I don't even like talking to you about I it. I'm I sorry. loved Creed. I, I, was, I thought Michael B. Jordan did a great job as a director. Sure. I was impressed with his directing chops. Um, I which I, I, I didn't, I didn't know that he he would. I didn't, I didn't have high expectations sure. of his directing chops, and he it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And of course, I'm I'm a Marvel fan, yeah. so of course, Ant Man, yeah. Quantum Mania yeah. was uh, was on the list. So check that can out. I get my small gripe? So I haven't seen Creed three, but it's, it's how it's, you got gripes? You ain't listen, seen. It. I'm about to tell you because I'm being petty. <laughs> I'm being petty because there's some behind Shocking. the scenes stuff. <laughs> some behind the scenes stuff that I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to go see the movie. However, no. In all honesty, I feel like all boxing movies are the same, so I have no interest in okay. seeing it, even though I'm a big advocate of seeing movies in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a little slower to go see this okay. one, because I feel like literally most boxing movies are exactly the okay. same. I know exactly how it's going to happen. Uh-huh. I am excited to kind of see his uh, his artistic direction, mm-hmm. right, and his choices um, sure. and directing. I hear there's some anime and stuff yes. like that in there, so that's awesome. And then Jonathan Majors is just bigger than life right Jonathan now. Jonathan Majors is killing right like, now. He's next he's level, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to kind of just see what they do with him and, and hope it's not just the same old, same old. That I kind of feel like it will be. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's good. I feel like there's there's really not a bad Rocky Creed movie. Sure. But a lot of them to me are kind of like just, you know, a movie. Well, I mean, at, at the when you think about the story arc, of course, there's going <laughs> there's going to be, you know, okay, the our sure. favorite guy is, is getting beaten right. and then our favorite guy triumphs <laughs> right. at the end. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of a lot of that which yeah. side note which is why in my opinion 
uh, back to the Marvel side, yeah. which is why Infinity War yeah. was so crazy yeah. because we all go to the movies expecting the good guys to win, yeah. and it didn't. Right. And that's not how it, how it happened. Yeah. But um, and so yeah, you're right in a sense if if, if that's what you're talking about yeah. that you know in the end good will try one, of, one of it, evil. but just the beats feel very familiar. The, yeah. the tone feels very familiar. Even the the antagonist feels very familiar. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so yeah. it's kind of like, and again, I because got, of the perform, because of who's in it, uh-huh. I'm sure, sure they're both likable. Sure. It's, 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 it'll be hard not to like yeah. it, but I don't think I'm going to walk away like, whoa. So yeah, in, in that sense, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, you get real Clubber Lang vibes <laughs> from, you know, Jonathan yeah. Majors' yeah. uh, uh, character. But at the same time, what I what I look for, in, like in a boxing movie sure. like Creed, is the, is the tension mm. so much so that has me edge of my seat, sure. like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? happen yeah. and um and is it shot well yeah right um and so the first couple of rocky movies kind of look the same because there's sure. only so much you can do yep. shooting a sports movie Correct. whether that be basketball football or whatever yep. um and so i was i was i was pleasantly surprised on on both of those fronts mm-hmm. where the 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 storyline went extremely well i thought right but then also some of the um some of the the choices, some of the directorial choices mm-hmm. that that Michael B. Jordan makes makes it different from any boxing movie that you've seen. Got it. Um, and there there's some. I'm, I'm not gonna give it away because y'all right, gotta right. go see it. And I know you're <laughs> gonna go see it. Yeah. Um, but but when you see it, you'll say, ah, that's what he was talking gotcha. about. Gotcha. Yeah. So Jonathan Major is one of the one of the only. I think there's maybe a handful of actors who had back to back different movies number one at the box yes. office, right? Wild. So yes. Ant Man obviously was number one at the box office for a few weeks, and Creed was number one at the box mm-hmm. office. We both seen Ant Man. We talked a little bit offline about yeah. it. I have many gripes with it, but yeah. just so over. So overall, like what? What was your, when you left the theater? What was your so, your right out of theater reaction? So first of all, let's just acknowledge <laughs> this is such a nerd conversation. Oh yeah, big right? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so my thing is again. I'm always about the story. Sure. As a preacher, yeah. you know, is, is is you know the story arc and the tension and and then the resolution and and who the main characters are sure. and did we tell did we tell a great story about these main characters? Yeah. For me, because as a Marvel nerd, and, and I'm probably not a Marvel nerd on the on the level that you, are. I'm certainly not. It's okay, most people are not That's because okay. <laughs> because I never read the comics. Right. I'm introduced. I'm for a lot of these characters. I'm being introduced to them sure. in the movies and in, in the MCU. I know who Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be. Yeah. And I just I was just disappointed at how they told the story yeah. of Kang the Conqueror. I did not leave for most of the movie, and then leaving the movie, I I did not leave like okay. Oh, Oh goodness, I'm scared yeah, of that guy. Exactly. In yeah. ways that they've done extremely well with other characters, sure. Thanos, uh, for example, yeah. Killmonger as well. Where you leave the the character, you leave the theater like, oh man, that guy right there. Yeah. And I know that's what they were. I felt like this movie had one job. <laughs> that's it. The only job was to set up Kang the Conqueror, and I, I thought that they, they they fell short of that. Yeah. So so not to go full geek mode in it. Uh-huh. I'm going to try to keep it short because you know my long version. Yes, I However, yeah. it's, it was Please very, don't bore I, I, our, our, our listeners. With, right. With I know they already checked out like, wait, what? what? So, <laughs> we spoke I to promise, come back. We, 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 come back, come back, come back, come back. I'll, I, I should put it in there like, start at this point if you want to go over the geek. <laughs> stuff, right? But no, so obviously they had one job, especially because they set it up in the trailers. You know, with this, this dynasty, the dynasty sure. is starting. You know, it's going to be this epic. You know, mm-hmm. and I think part of my problem is I should have went into it like this is an Ant-Man movie. 
Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with the other Ant-Man movies. They're fine. But mm -hmm. I went into this like, oh, no, this is setting up the next phase sure. kind of movie, right? Sure. Two different expectations. Right. If I went into it like, oh, it's just Ant-Man 3, a mm -hmm. little bit different. Mm -hmm. However, the biggest thing, and maybe not spoiler for people who live under a rock that still haven't seen the movie, um, the way that he's defeated is what really bothers me. Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. no way he's, it should he, go He's down too like big that. For, yeah. that, for that. And, you know. And, and I know the biggest threat is really the variance of him. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they're really trying to set up. But still, he, him, that version shouldn't have went yeah. out like that. So I, I have, I have some issues with that. Well, the, the, the lesson of it all is bring, bringing it back to everybody hates church. <laughs> um, the lesson of it all is your disappointment is always affected by your expectations. Yeah. yeah. And whether you're in life or in movies, yeah. wh wherever your expectations are. If, if anything that falls short of that is going to be a disappointment. Yeah, for and sure. so I have, I have another one for you about expectations. So the Super Bowl had a lot of, I thought a lot of good ads. I sure. enjoyed most of the ads. Uh -huh. um, I think the triangle one was probably my favorite one. It's just hilarious. <laughs> but so there was a Jesus ad of yeah. all places. There were two Jesus right, ads, right. actually. Yeah. Two Jesus ads at the Super Bowl of all yeah. places. Um, and it's a great place to be. It's the, you know, what the most watched thing next mm -hmm. to what the World Cup. Mm -hmm. So Super Bowl is a big deal. We know that, right? But we also know it's really expensive. So I was thinking like, wait, who, 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 who spent money right, on, who spent on money two on, Super Bowl Exactly, exactly yeah. for Jesus, right? So you've seen the ads. Uh -huh. And so and we talk a little bit about how Christianity is portrayed. And so I'm, I'm just going to pull it up because I just, the, their, their big thing was he gets us, he right? He gets us, yeah. Um, so when you seen that, what was your initial reactions and sure. kind of being able to mull on it? Like, what sure. what do you think about so it? So first of all, I I had a, a a leg in on it because not only had I seen many of their commercials before, but I know I know some of the people who are pushing the whole "He Gets Us" campaign, mm. and so I was able to be kind of a part of the rollout mm. of the the whole Super Bowl push. And really, it's an evangelistic organization that has really done their work on the backside as well, and mm. so they. As you can see, they spent a lot of money sure. in ads, making these, I think, very high-quality commercials. Yeah. And then what they do, though, is for people who go to that website and say, you know, I want more, I want more information, they have already done the back-end mm. work with local churches. Nice. And so if somebody goes to hegetsus.com, mm -hmm. I think it is, and they put their information in, their, their back-end connects them, those people, with churches wow. in whatever area they're in. Wow. So our church is one of those churches wow. that they would connect with if they see the movie, I mean, see, see the commercial, and then they go deeper oh, into I it. So wow. I'm super excited. And th there are people who have different perspectives. Sure. Of the, you know, I heard somebody say it's the woke Jesus commercial. <laughs> right. um, because, yeah, the, the way it's depicted, it depicts Jesus as somebody who understands where we come from, yeah. and it's not it's not whitewashed, yeah. if I could just be honest. And so some people are having problems with it because, again, it it, it ruffles the feathers of our American comfort sure. about who Jesus actually is, who yeah. the biblical Jesus actually is. And actually, I appreciate that mm. because something with that many dollars behind yeah. it yeah. could really be, um, you know, pigeonholed into sure. an Americanized version of Jesus. Yep. And we all know Jesus wasn't American, no. <laughs> um, you know, first of all. Yeah. And so Jesus doesn't fit within our American ideologies, whether you're on the right or on the left. Jesus sure. doesn't fit your American ideologies. And the, the Jesus that's portrayed in these ads, in yeah. my opinion, don't fit the American sure. ideologies, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and but then also, again, I appreciate the back-end work that they did before yeah. they ever did the rollout. Right. They said, you know what, we're going to partner with local churches because anybody who, who pursues 
uh, after seeing this, uh, and this they knew person, they was going to get all. They them. knew they was going to get them. Tons of clicks. Is yeah. is are these people? They're con they're considering seekers. Yeah. Um. And if they're a seeker, the best thing we can do with that person is connect them to the local church, right. which you know I sign off on sure. 100 percent of the time. Because at the end of the day, if you if you dial in or you go in and it's a hotline. <laughs> No one's ever been connected to to the kingdom of God through a hotline. Yeah, yeah. But if the hotline connects you to the local church, yeah. which is the value of the local church, yeah. you know the local no the local church doesn't have ten billion dollars to push behind these sure. ads. No, no one church was ever going to do a Super Bowl ad. <laughs> right. you know, we can think of something better to do with $7 sure. million, dollars, right? First of all, very few churches <laughs> have, have $7 million. million. Dollars. Yeah. <laughs> right. And those that do aren't going to spend it on a, on Super a Super Bowl, Bowl ad. ad. Yeah. Very few. I, I can think of maybe one that, that uh, you know, did something like <laughs> but that. But you wouldn't want them to do it. You wouldn't want yeah. them to. You wouldn't want them to. Yeah. But... For the people who did this, and and, it's, and the the machine behind it is an organization called Glue, okay. um, and and they value the local church mm. and are pushing people to the local church, which to me is a huge win. Yeah, I love that. One more thing, just about that. Do you feel like the the woke term now that you know white nationalists are trying to weaponize oh, yeah. it? Do you think that affects the the impact that the Super Bowl act had? Well, the the term woke ha was co-opted by the left and then weaponized by the right, and mm -hmm. now it doesn't have. I think anybody who ever uses the first of all, if you've ever used the word woke or ever thought about using the word woke, don't use it until you read Eric Mason's book Woke Church, 100%. because you need to know the the genesis of the word woke, not what the way people use it now. Yep. Um, the word woke was being used for years in the black community, yep. uh, unsullied, <laughs> um, yeah. before it ever made it to mainstream. And the original intent of the word is to be conscious, exactly. to be aware of what's going on yep. around us as people of color. Then it became something completely different yep. to the point where recently in the news, there, some, uh. somebody who was, who was tossing the word out yeah. just got challenged politely yeah. by like, could you define the word exactly. woke? And then they, you know, they needed a control alt delete. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hilarious. They could, they it, was, could. it was like there, it was like it started skipping like later. Yeah. You're a robot, like are, are you, you on? Right. Like, like and so 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 many people unfortunately use the word woke yeah. without knowing what it means and, and they've weaponized it to mean something that it doesn't. Exactly. And that's so I'm dismissive of anybody who uses the word woke yeah. as a pejorative because that just tells me off break. You don't know what the word even means yeah. and so and if you want to educate yourself there are so many resources so that will help resources. you do that again including uh dr eric mason's book yeah book absolutely I, I feel like it did the most i think that book did the most thorough job of being able to see that through a biblical lens as well mm -hmm. right because i was introduced to it through you know like five percenters and just the yeah. conscious movement period right, right? they were right. using a term for exactly what you just said so yeah for people like that jesus hates your tweets so i want to get into my favorite segment let's go which is jesus, jesus hates your, your tweets, tweets. So, let's do it Jesus hates your tweets. I'm going to give you a cliche or a phrase that is used often by mm -hmm. people, and you're going to tell me if it sounds good or if it's a sound word. Okay. All right, ready for this one? Let's go. This one, yeah, I'm interested too because I want to see where you fall. God works in mysterious ways. <sighs> <laughs> see, I got to I gotta get hard ones for you. The last one was too easy for you. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Sound word. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. So Joshua 3, um, God uh, is preparing his people to go to into the promised land and they, they've arrived at the Jordan. Um, and so he 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 sends Joshua amongst the camp with a word. He says, um, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do great wonders among you is this idea that, OK, prepare. Prepare yourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, mm. primarily, though, to expect God to do something crazy. Mm. Right. And he's going to do something that you've never seen before. And then here's here's the instruction he gives. He says, when you see the Ark of the Covenant go out, you stand a thousand feet back, 10 football fields back. Um, he says, because you've never been this way before. Hmm. This is showing me a God who is not bound to what he did the last time. It'll look like what he did the last time. There will be similarities to how he did it the last Mm -hmm. time because the way they crossed the Jordan is in some ways similar to the way that their parents crossed the Red Red Sea. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be so different. And it's going to be wonders and it's going to be mysterious, Mm -hmm. right? It's this idea that God doesn't have to explain himself to Mm -hmm. you. That God doesn't have to check in with me and get my clearance Mm -hmm. to do whatever God wants to do. And if God does something crazy, (laughs) that's probably God. Yeah. If he if he if if you think it was God, but he did it, he did it in a way that you can wrap your mind (laughs) around. If he did it in a way that you can explain, if he could do it in a way in which you could take the credit for, it might not have been God. Wow. Yeah. But if he does it in a way that's different, if he does it in a way that is, is is in line with his character, but not bound to the box that you've created, you know what? That might be him. Mm. And so, yeah, I do believe I believe the Lord works in mysterious ways as it pertains to the fact that God is unexplainable, mm-hmm. um, un, uh, uh uh, not bound to your preconceived notions of what he does yeah. and how he does it, right? And most of the time, our expectations of God is not built upon our experience with God. Yep. It's built upon our our expectations of ourselves or what we've been exposed to in other spaces. Wow. So the people of Israel, while Moses is on uh, is on the mountain hearing, actually hearing from God, <laughs> the people of Israel are in the valley dancing around a golden calf. <laughs> Why yeah. a golden calf? Because the calf was a deity in Egypt. Mm. Their expectation of God was what they saw in Egypt. Yeah. When God is on a mountain doing something he ain't never done. Right. Wow. And so the way that God is speaking to Moses is mysterious. The way they're expecting God to move dancing around a golden calf is familiar. Yeah. And most of the time the familiar isn't isn't the way God works. Mm. Matter of fact, he often works in the unfamiliar. Right. And so he says, consecrate yourselves. Tomorrow you're going to see wonders. As a matter of fact, stand back so you don't get out ahead of me. <laughs> Because I'm taking you a place that you've never been before because that's how I work. Uh, 
I apologize to everybody that I criticized about that. I'm done. I'm done. Most of this stuff is, it depends on the context in which you use it. Because yeah. most of the stuff we use just as, just as an excuse to do what we want to do. Basically, right? And, yeah. so, and so, yeah. So, so Jesus hates it <laughs> if, if you're using it as an excuse to wild out. Right, but exactly. it, on its face, I, I would say it's a sound word. All right. Cool. I like it. I like it. All right. You got a guest coming Man, up. Man, we got a guest coming in. Yeah. Hey, in just a minute, we're going to talk to Jimmy Jenkins. We're talking we're talking about movies. We're talking about TV. We're really talking about the fact that Hollywood hates church. Yeah. Let's talk about it with somebody who's on the inside of it and can give us a great perspective. We're going to be right back with Jimmy Jenkins. Check yeah. this out. This episode of Everybody Hates Church is brought to you by Life and Legacy Counselors, your estate planning attorneys. Life and Legacy Counselors works with individuals, families, and communities to create, protect, and transfer wealth. Reach them online at yourestateplanningattorney.com or by phone at 855-574-8481. We are back on Everybody Hates Church, and I am blessed to be here with my bro. I've known this young man since we both was kids, <laughs> and I'm so proud and so excited to have him with us on Everybody Hates Church because uh, God has done so many amazing things through him uh, and really ignited his creativity and his vision. And Jimmy Jenkins, you taking Hollywood by storm, man. And so <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody better to have this conversation on Everybody Hates Church, this episode, mm -hmm. Hollywood Hates Church, which I truly believe Hollywood <laughs> Hates Church. Um, but I wanted to have it with somebody who is on the inside of it and has seen every level and every aspect of it. Jimmy Jenkins, man. Thanks What's up, for hanging bro? Out with oh, us, man. man, bro. Just thank you for allowing me to be here, oh, man. This, on, this man. whole concept is amazing, and I think that it's going to be able to gravitate and bring in so many people who struggled yeah. with church, at the essence of church. Um, and so I'm really excited about what you're doing, man. I can't wait. I'm going to watch all the episodes. Yes, sir. I'm tapped in, bro. Man, man. We, we are tapped in, <laughs> yeah, man, because yeah, yeah. you are doing so many things. You are a playwright. You are a producer. You are a director. Man, you, man, behind the camera, behind the scenes. Uh, funny thing, just growing up, we thought that you was going to be in front of a camera somewhere. Yeah, that's what we thought, right? <laughs> and, that's man, look thought. at what God's doing with you behind the camera. If you don't know his work, you should. Uh, a couple of amazing plays, Poor Man, Rich Son. Soul, um, is an incre just crazy, crazy, awesome that you are actually about to produce for streaming. Yes, uh, yes for streaming services yes, right yes, now. Yes, yes. Black Boy Blues yes. uh, is another play uh, that you are that you have uh, produced. Uh, and two incredible movies. One's a documentary uh, called In the Water. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, so we both are from Prince George's County, Maryland. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wakanda, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for uh, real, for uh, real. Prince George's County, if you don't know, for a very long time was the highest concentration of middle to upper class black people yes, yes, in yes, yes. the country yes. and the home of so many incredible basketball players. Yes, like we, yes. we really could put a DMV squad oh, yeah. up against anybody anywhere. You can put one in NBA. Okay. Come on, man, yeah, and, and, and they'll be and pretty really, good. They would be, they'll be pretty doggone be pretty good. Be pretty doggone good with, yeah. with Kevin Durant. Yes, out yes, front, yes, right? yes, out front for sure. And you co-produced sure. that with 
yes, with, with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yep, yeah, so well, well, um, Kevin Durant was the real boss. Right. I was, <laughs> right. I was the help. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you haven't seen In the Water, it is streaming on sh- on yes. Showtime, right? Yes. yes. Streaming Showtime. on Showtime, yes. and so get get yourself an education yeah, yeah. on. Did they how... Did they know you were quite the basketball star growing now, up? You know, I, I was okay. Don't do that, man. You was with Walt Webb at I Riverdale was Baptist. Okay. Bring the footage out. You was pretty good. I, 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 I got some footage. I You're got pretty footage. good. I got man. my jersey hanging up in, in, okay, my, uh, okay. in my office. Okay. You know, but you know how it is. The, the older you get, the better you work. Yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. stories about how I used to kill. <laughs> Don't ask nobody else. Okay. <laughs> I vouch. He was pretty good at basketball. He was pretty good. And then, uh, and then, uh, man, one of my favorites, and I, 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 I'll never forget being there for the release of this mm. movie for the um, red carpet event for Sinners Wanted. Oh, yes, man. And man, you and your brother Josh uh, did did Sinners Wanted, and it was incredible. And what I appreciated most about Sinners Wanted was you, and and unlike most Hollywood depictions of church and unlike most Hollywood depictions of pastors, you depicted a pastor who actually had some sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And when I say had some sense, you, you depicted a pastor who loved people, mm-hmm. who loved uh, ministry, mm-hmm. um, and really, it's a, it's a. Um, I'll let you tell it because I really want to dig into it. But it's a retelling of the prophet Hosea. Yes, correct. Tell, tell, tell correct, us about sinners wanted. You know, you know the biggest thing, and I, I love the point you made about the way we created the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, church, especially in films and movies, um, have. Church has been portrayed, especially pastors, is always scandalistic, mm-hmm. um, always issues, or always sneaky, or always. And mind you, the Bible talks about like the church of the future in Revelation, sure. and it, it talks about majority of the churches that I think is seven churches. Yeah, he said majority of those seven are going to be bad churches. Right, and so that's just it was five of the seven. It was He's five like, of got, the seven. I got issues with y'all. With yeah. y'all, you yeah. guys weren't good, but there were two right. that were right, and I think that's just a foretelling for how, where the time we're in right now. Every church ain't going to be good. Mm-hmm. In fact, majority of the churches you go to, they probably don't got the right people at the mm-hmm. head. They probably don't have the right mission. But it's your job to do your due diligence and find the good churches yeah. and stop letting bad people keep you away from a good God. Ooh, that's so good. That's what I think. People get so... We're human, man. Yeah. And you get so upset at people mm-hmm. that you get... Let people confuse you with a good God. Man. And I think that uh, uh, if people really understood that Jesus told us, that, yeah. that the word told us, a lot of these churches are going to be bad, you wouldn't be so offended when you get treated wrong. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. What was the response to Sinners Wanted? I know what my response was, <laughs> but, but, but I want you to t- just tell us what, how, how, people, how people gravitated to it, man, from, from your perspective. Black people gravitated to it differently than okay. the rest of the world. Okay, um, uh, Hollywood didn't per se take to it as much because I made the film for a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, Denzel Washington gets paid millions right. just for his role. I made my whole movie for a hundred thousand, right. right? Which people don't really do. It's sure. very rare that you try to do that with that many different locations. So. The, the, the key about it was what I learned about life mm-hmm. is that men can lie, women can lie, but numbers can't lie to you. Mm-hmm. They can't lie. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that I made it for $100,000. This is Everybody Hates Church. We quote Jay-Z here, though. Go yeah, 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 yeah. We quote Jay-Z. But Jay-Z got that from somebody else, too. <laughs> right. uh, 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 he ain't come up with that. Um, but, but the key that I've learned is that the numbers are going to tell you the impact. 
It sure. really is. Absolutely. And it's no matter what it is, it's the numbers are going to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, and we sold out for six straight weeks yeah. at our theater. Yeah. Um, we got picked up by TV One. We mm -hmm. got on BET Plus. Mm -hmm. And um, despite me only having, we only had $100,000, I think lives were touched and I think people were able to be impacted. Absolutely. And um, my whole goal even with my film career now, is to take Bible stories and make them relevant to today. A hundred percent. And uh, that's where this whole script came from, Hosea 3.1, where yeah. God told him to, to go love this dirty, nasty prostitute. Mm. And uh, that's where the film came from, bro. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and so if you haven't seen Sinners Wanted, it is on BET+. Plus. You can, you can check go it out. Go watch it on Tubi, because if you watch it on Tubi, I get paid by the go ads. Watch, yeah, so, so don't go watch it on BET+. Plus. Watch it on Tubi. <laughs> watch it on Tubi, please. Yes. The mom Rucker in it. Clifton Powell. Clifton Powell the late it. Tracy Braxton. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. She mm -hmm. was just a beautiful person to awesome. work with. Awesome. Um, Tasha Cobbs Leonard. Yeah. Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown. Yep. Pastor yep. John Jenkins. Yeah. Oh, come, on in, yeah, come on in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out to yeah, First Baptist yeah, Glennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, great movie. And, and again, thank you for, um, for, for how you depicted the church and just kind of going against the grain right there. But let's let's talk about it before before we before we dig in uh, to some of the because um, uh, I want to get your first response on some some of the some popular movies mm -hmm. popular movies and shows. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I want to ask you, what's your favorite church scene? Your favorite church scene from a movie at any time? And before you tell you tell me yours, I'm gonna tell you mine. Okay. All right, Medea's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. <laughs> Shout out to Kimberly Elise and, and all of them, yes, Shamal Moore. Yes, yes. But the scene at the end of the movie where the 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 wife beating husband come and get saved. Father, right? Oh, come on, man. Tamala man oh, singing boy already. Yeah. But then the, the Tyler Perry's character's wife, who yeah. had gone through yeah, so many yeah, trials yeah, throughout yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. she come in the back that of the Oh, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. starts singing, and yeah. she come to Jesus. Yeah. Bro, I, I might have had a thug tear. <laughs> no, that was one of Tyler's best movies, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that film so yeah. much. It just takes me back to so much of my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a great movie, man. But for me, like, I love First Sunday. Of course, Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan, Ice Cube, Cat Williams. <laughs> Come on, it's and it's a plethora of church scenes in that yeah. that are just hilarious. <laughs> right. The whole film takes place in the church for uh -huh. the most part, um, and it's just so. I just want you to watch it uh -huh. from the services to when the, when they take the offering. It's uh -huh. probably like my favorite. Church scene um, when Tracy Morgan comes in in his in his, uh, in his communion Sunday, and so he grabs as many <laughs> the communion wafers and he eats. <laughs> like, like and he's like, he's like, y'all got cheese. Jesus. <laughs> that's a good. That's a funny one. That's a funny church movie. You need to go watch it. Uh, uh, it's I love that movie. Hilarious. That's that's a that's a funny one. Hilarious. That's a all funny right, one. all right. Quick responses. Quick responses. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Greenleaf. I watched a couple episodes. Uh-huh. Why why didn't it appeal to you? It's hard for TV to get to. I'm not in, in, in no TV shows, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And, and if I watch a season maybe, but it's not one TV show where I have to watch, where like, mm -hmm. oh, Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a movie guy. Gotcha. I gotcha. like to sit down and see, how did you tell this whole story in two and a half hours? That's good. How did you... So TV shows, and then also my attention span is so short. Mm -hmm. Like, I ain't about to sit there and watch 12 hours <laughs> or 12 episodes... It's just I've yeah. never been a TV gotcha. guy, and so like now it's just all movies, and so uh -huh. green, it's nothing against Greenleaf. Sure, um, it's just that I'm not much of a television. Sure. I think if I get into more television 
making more television, I think I will watch more TV. But uh -huh. everything I've made has been documentaries. Right. Feature-length films and stage plays. Because you, you've had to discipline yourself to tell the whole story in yeah. a short amount of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So got if you. I got to go do it in 10 episodes, I got to go back and study. Like, it's really like a craft to, like, understand the difference between TV and film, yeah. man. And story and that's arcs a, and long story, story arcs, arcs. man. It's a whole... I, I got to go get a whole nother set of training <laughs> to be able to do a 10-episode thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to do the movie thing really, really well first. Yeah. And I, yeah. I haven't done that yet. You know yeah. what I mean? So I still... Have a while to have a have a some things to do to get really good at that, but gotcha. you know one day I will want to do. It. I love it, man. My my thing with Greenleaf, if you ever watch it, and I'm sure many of many of you have. One of the things about Greenleaf for me is you know because because we both grew up in mega church environments, mm -hmm. right? And so I know mega church. Um, watching Greenleaf was okay. These show creators tried to find every possible dramatic experience that could possibly happen, happen. in a whole mega church. Mm -hmm. And then they put it in one family. Yep. <laughs> it made it go crazy. And, and, and it, was, it was crazy and it was unrealistic yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It was, okay, yeah, a family might have one of these issues. This family had all of the issues, issues and I'm like, okay, is, is this for me? And, and again, I'm addicted to the comment section. Uh -huh. And, and probably one of the reasons for the podcast is mm -hmm. I'm addicted to the comment section. And one of my big issues, Jimmy, is when I see stuff, I go straight to the comments. Mm -hmm. And when I go to the comments, it makes me cringe and it hurts my heart when I, you know, when I say, uh, when I see people saying, "Oh yeah, that's why I don't go to, go church. to church. I don't go to church because all the pastors is like Bishop Greenleaf, but yeah. all the pastors is like uh, the the pastor down the street. First of all, the pastor down the street's name was Basie Skanks. <laughs> it's like, bruh. Of course, right, right, <laughs> dude's right. name is Basie Skanks. Right, right, right. right. He, he told it's us by telling know. us his name, yeah, his what kind name, of dude what kind of character he was. Right. Um, and so, and so for me, it was, you know, and, and why it, it 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 hurts me in the way Hollywood depicts church because the question is: is art imitating life, or is or is life imitating art? Mm, and mm. people see that stuff and say, "Yeah, that's what happens." It's like, yeah. nah, not yeah. really. Yeah. Not 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, I watched the whole thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it was entertaining to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. um, but but again, I, I think it told a story that largely was unrealistic, mm -hmm. if not inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, to, it, just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, like a lot of times when people say things like that, I think it comes, especially in the comment, this is why I don't go to church. Or mm -hmm. they, those are things that come from like babes in Christ mm -hmm. who may be immature or really haven't experienced the true nature mm -hmm. of Christ. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it's nothing wrong with that because sometimes church scars you. I've been scarred at church and I'm the pastor's son. Yeah. And so it, it does happen, but I think with growth, you're able to look at things and, and not take them so literal. Sure. You have to make television like that. Sure. You want to make... Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, I got a bad church show that I probably shouldn't mention, but I'm going to mention it. Go ahead. <laughs> Bro, it is... Y'all, I shouldn't think this show is good, funny. <laughs> this is one show I've watched. I haven't watched all the seasons, but uh, I watched like two. What's that? You ever seen Righteous Gemstones? I haven't. <laughs> is that the one with uh, with John? It Gilman? is bad, bro. Listen, oh man, listen, it's bad. I need to check it out. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to just watch it. I uh -huh. actually want you to try to watch it. Okay. If you can start from the it's, it's start from the beginning. It's bad though, bro. <laughs> it's like bad. It's bad. But you guys should just watch Jurassic Gemstones. Don't uh, take nothing from it. But uh, I, I actually think it's a little funny. But it, they take it too far. Though. Of course, they take it too far. Of course. But yeah, that's what these films do. Church stories but do, do. But do we watch it if it's not 
provocative, True. we probably wouldn't watch. You're it not if gonna it get no views. You ain't yeah. gonna get people. Ain't going like yeah. if you aren't like going to the raunchiest of the ratchet. Like the top shows on TV, yeah, are highly sexualized. Of are highly. It's a lot of crime, drugs, mm -hmm. murder, and these people that are making the people that are making these shows, their forefront ain't how can I help change their right. heart? It's how can I get their eyeballs to stay sure. on the TV? Sure. As long as that's how they get paid. Sure. And so, you know, at the same time, I've learned that that I don't want to make content just for eyeballs. Right. Although I do want the eyeballs. You want the eyeballs, But yeah. I also want to be able to get to the heart. That's good. And I think that's that that's, that's what's important. Let me throw another one out. Even though you said you don't watch TV shows, I want to throw this one out real quickly. Preachers of L.A. I haven't seen anything Oh, of man, that. don't. Just don't. Just okay. don't watch it. So well, is, is, is it a... Is you it can't a, find it. Is it a, a live? It's like a. Uh, so it's it's a, a it's a um, it's in the the mold of keeping up with the Kardashians. So, oh, it's, so it's, it's a you know reality yeah, television. Yeah, reality. I don't watch no um, reality yeah. TV. Yeah, and so and so what it did. So actually, one of the pr executive producers was Dietrich Hatton. Oh wow! And he and uh, it, it chronicles he and other preachers in Los Angeles. Oh, wow! Bishop Ron Gibson, Wayne Chaney, um, of course Dietrich, Bishop Clarence McClendon, um, Bishop Noel Jones. Oh, wow. And it followed their lives around. And again, for me, um, you know, the, the purpose, Dietrich Hatton said, the purpose was to be able to see that these men are human. And it, it, it reached its goal. <laughs> <laughs> it don't come on no more. I, no, it doesn't. I, it certainly doesn't. They tried to do it again in like Detroit, um, mm -hmm. and again in Atlanta, and you know it just didn't. It, it didn't. Yeah, I remember hearing. That. I never watched it. I never watched it again. It was. It turned out to be again the you know the most provocative, and so they you know they they chronicled some of the guys that you know had a lot of money and you know flaunted their money or whatever the case may be, or you know would fight with each other. You know, mm -hmm. really, you know. Uh, in ways that you know show clear lacks of discernment. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so but yeah, you said you don't watch shows. So let's go to a movie. Okay. Um, Honk for Jesus. I seen the trailer. <laughs> so you don't you make movies? You don't watch movies? No, I try. No, it I'm has kidding. to really. Yeah. It has to really, really like speak mm -hmm. to me for me to want to sit down. Right. I've been through the stage of where I'm watching a movie a day. Of mm -hmm. uh, I need to like, and I still try to. I'm, I'm I don't do it as much now mm -hmm. because when I when I'm up, I'm working on something yeah. I got a lot more companies now sure but um I I I, I know they shot it at my guy they shot at the same church they shot Greenleaf yep. home for they, Jesus yep. they shot that's E. Dewey Smith church yeah 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 shout out um, the house of hope yep 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 that's my guy um but I did see the trailer I thought it was good mm -hmm. I thought the trailer seemed good but I never got to watch the movie yeah again so, there's some young girls some young black girls who made it uh-huh so I, I always love seeing right black directors do their thing and, so. and, and 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 do and do great work and yeah. Again, caricature. It's a caricature, and so you know it's it's again what you would expect. It's a, a, a pastor who's you know riddled in scandal, mm. pastor's wife who's you know sticking by his side, but then there's also you know you know uh, flaunting their you know their wow. wealth and wow. things like that. Wow. Um, and again. Uh, the thing about a caricature, if you've ever gone to a, an amusement park and somebody sits and draws you, right, it's a caricature. It looks like you, 
but there are but they accentuate certain aspects of what right. you look like. Right. Your right. head is yeah. actually much bigger yeah. than your head sure. actually is. Sure. Or sure. if you have a, a dominant trait, sure. the job of the person who draws a caricature it's is to, to is to accentuate it, yeah. to, to make it larger than life. Right. And it looks like you, but it doesn't. Right. And I and I feel like what happens in Hollywood is we get caricatures of yeah. the church. Yeah. It looks like it. But it doesn't. Doesn't, right. It looks like it in a sense like it's recognizable. Mm-hmm. I have a picture in my house mm-hmm. of a caricature drawing mm-hmm. of myself mm-hmm. and my wife Lyle. Yeah. Uh, and it and you look at it it's like, yeah, I, if when you look at it, you're like, okay, yes, I can tell that's Bobby, and yes, I can tell that's mm-hmm. Lyle. Um, but it doesn't look like us. Right, right. What happens though when you draw a caricature of the church in Hollywood, and that's, I want you to speak to this, is people look at it and say, Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. Very true. When in reality, that's it's not, not it. it. It's not it. It's not it. It's at all. enough of it to be recognizable, but it's not enough of it to be accurate. Mm-hmm. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Talk to me about you know, that and 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 the job of the movie maker mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to create caricatures because caricatures are in- interesting. Yeah. So one thing I've learned about Hollywood, one thing I've learned about this industry, is there is a certain realm of acceptance Mm -hmm. of what we want this to look like. Mm -hmm. And I asked God when he brought me into this industry is to use me in a way that I can not be along the stereotypes, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's all type of systems. And when somebody else is paying for your movie and they've been producing movies for XYZ and they saying, well, I'm putting the money into this. This is how I want Mm -hmm. it to be. Um, I think it, it is... They once Hollywood finds something that they like, mm-hmm. they keep doing it, mm-hmm. and they they like this is what works, mm-hmm. and anything against that won't work. And then you have the the, the films of every now and then that kind of come out and, and make a difference. But you know, every majority of the Christian films I saw growing up, I would say probably ninety percent of them, ninety five percent of mm-hmm. them, were extremely corny. Corny, absolutely, extremely 100%. corny that I would never mm-hmm. watch right. even now. Because um, it's, it, that too, I think the Christian movies that come out that are trying to be churchy, they're characters too. Yeah. You know, right. you know there right. it's just, you know, so I, I think that it has to be realism in it, but it mm-hmm. also just got to be, it's got to be rooted in truth. Sure. And I think that's what the lack that we've dealt with over the, these years, the creators or the people that have been, there have been a few that have come along and have done it very successfully. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best Christian movies are the ones that you don't even know is a Christian movie. Mm. You know, there's films out here, like one of my favorite all-time Christian movies mm-hmm. that people, I mean, I think it's as clear as a Christian movie, but Book of Eli. The Book of Eli, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. The Green Mile. Yeah. Oh my! Can yeah. change your heart. Absolutely. Can change your heart. Shawshank Redemption. It yes. might not be. They might not say Jesus, Jesus. in it, but uh. man, those are those are the type of movies that you know. And even you know, Green Mile was clear. It was, that mm-hmm. was a Christian movie. Right. I don't care what nobody right. say. That right. was a Christian movie. Uh, uh, Book of Eli's a Christian mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Might have some curse words in it, but it's a Christian right. movie. And I think that um. It's Who ways. came up with the rule that like curse words mean it's not Christian? It's all kinds of curse, curse words, words in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. No, no. First of all, <laughs> let me tell you something. This is this is like like this is my thing, bro. Uh-huh. Because I get so uh, um, it's, 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 it's something I, I I struggle with because the Bible is like a scandalous book. A hundred percent, bro. It's like 
the most nastiest, <laughs> dirtiest, worst things are in this Bible. Absolutely. So the moment that we portray it, people had a real instinct, like with Sinners Wanted. If you're a pastor or something watching this, I want you to listen. So mm -hmm. I'm putting the movie out. Churches, before they saw it, they read the long line. Mm -hmm. Pastor falls in love with a prostitute. And they immediately said, oh, no. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. We can't know that, that. How old is this for? How did uh -huh. And I opened my Bible. I said, can you just read this verse for me? <laughs> and they will read it. And it is this whole book, this whole Bible uh -huh. is about a prostitute. Yeah. Us. We yeah. are prostitutes. Right. We have been, you know, right. and, 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 and this whole story was about a prostitute. And it's like, man, it's even in the Bible. But even those that are the church people mm -hmm. can't even see how relevant it is to make something relatable yeah. to, you know, I had to struggle with this play we're doing at my church, the, the, the poor man Rousseau, it's, it's some curse words and it takes place on prison. Mm -hmm. And my dad was reluctant. But mm -hmm. I said, Dad, this is for that man who got off out of prison for 25 years. Right. This is for them. Right. You know, we never do nothing for them at the church. Mm -hmm. Why can't we do something for these worst, the worst of the worst? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he's related and he said, let's do the play, you know? And, and, and that he, he seems to be under the impression that nobody at his church says cuss words. Yeah. Oh, no. He, yeah, yeah, well, he, he know his kids curse. He know most of us all curse, you know? So. No, not no. Natalie. No, not, oh, Natalie. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. I know you didn't. Natalie, think Natalie, come Natalie, up Natalie, Natalie likes the communion tables. <laughs> you ain't supposed to say that on camera. We keeping it in. Oh. You ain't supposed to. They talk about what Sarah like. No, 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 no we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Okay, okay, okay. No, I mean, no, and 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 you're exactly right. Is is some stuff that that we wouldn't think. Is Christian, but yeah. man, what a what a message it has that the, that the message is is clearly Christian. And thank you for for throwing out those examples of of movies that 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 have a that have the message of redemption, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, that have the message of calling, mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. Book of Eli. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's clear for those of us who are looking for it. Mm -hmm. But then you know, others of us might. Mm -hmm might miss it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, talk to me about what you feel your as, as a movie maker. What is what is your responsibility? What 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 drives you as as somebody who makes movies? So I, I, I think you know this. So um, my most recent book is called Gentigration, Connecting mm -hmm. Leaders Across Generations. And you were a subject matter of my understanding of our generation, millennials, mm -hmm. where um, where millennials, where, whereas, um, wait, I'm in the book. You're, you're, I didn't name you. Oh, but you should have named me. That would have been I, nice. I, 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 I should have. my heart. Right. Uh, but, but no, but, but <laughs> when, when I think of you as, as an artist, it's a perfect reflection of the millennial mind mm -hmm. because baby boomers had a clear delineation between sacred and secular. Mm -hmm. and, and you don't cross those lines. Mm -hmm. You either over here, you over there. Mm -hmm. You know, baby boomers would be like, you either in the world or right, you in the right, church, right? right, right, right. Um, Gen X mastered the crossover. Mm -hmm. And so Gen X made, made um, what was perfect at... Uh, at crossing over, mm -hmm. at giving us Christian versions mm -hmm. of what we saw mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so we got our crossover artists like B.B. and C.C. Mm -hmm. Winans. Mm -hmm. You got mm -hmm. Kirk Franklin who, mm -hmm. you know, sampled Parliament Funkadelic yep. and, yep. you know, and, and representing Gen X. The baby boomers are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, right? right? With millennials, millennials don't have that line between sacred mm -hmm. and secular. Mm -hmm. um, whereas 
Gen X will like will make a Christian version mm -hmm. of what they saw. So Gen X wants to make Christian hip hop. Mm -hmm. They Gen X gave us Christian hip hop, Christian clubs, mm -hmm. Christian go go's here in D.C. We've mentioned um, uh, on this podcast before, and Christian movies. Mm -hmm. With millennials, you taught me this. Millennials think that stuff is corny. Mm -hmm. All the Christian clubs closed when millennials came around because <laughs> millennials are like, no, why don't, if I'm a millennial Christian, why don't I just take my light mm -hmm. to the actual club? Instead of making a Christian movie, why don't I just make a regular movie that, that is infused with my mm -hmm. faith? Yeah. Talk to me about how you arrived at that and how that informs your, your creation and your art. So I, what really inspired that is what I learned is that Reading the Bible, and I'm going to just be very honest, especially in today's world when we're so attached to our phones mm -hmm. and everything, it's extremely boring. <laughs> and I, it's nothing wrong. Like, the word is yeah. powerful, yeah. but go read Hezekiah. You're going to fall asleep. Go read mm -hmm. Habakkuk. You're going right. to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Go read Second Chronicles. Like, And then reading it, it's very hard mm -hmm. to really comprehend sure. for somebody that isn't born and raised in the church. Sure. It's no way I can go give a guy who's never really been in the church, a Bible, and he understands it. Mm -hmm. He won't. Right. He could read the first book of Genesis and be like, what did I just read? After mm -hmm. Genesis 1-1, mm -hmm. it gets tricky. <laughs> it gets very, very tricky. Uh -huh. So you're not going to go read Exodus. You're not going to do that. Sure. But I do think that and even in an age where a lot of people don't read and don't take the time, I say, okay, how can we, like, th this was Jesus. When Jesus came, he, like, didn't stay at the church and say, well, they don't come here. If they co don't come find me here, they're not going to get to me. Right. No, he left from the church outside yeah. of the walls and went to where these people were. He yeah. went to the girl who was dead in the house, and mm -hmm. he went to the man by the water with the withered hand, and mm -hmm. he went to these places. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is I want to go meet the person who will probably be as far away from God as possible mm -hmm. and make him feel like there's somebody who loves him. Ooh, that's good. You know? And that's what the whole Sinners Wanted thing was about, was to create this prostitute who was disgusted, mm -hmm. left her, cheated on her husband, mm -hmm ran out on her kids, mm -hmm. and this man still loved her. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's my calling, is to go make the Bible and God's love so clear that mm. a five-year-old can gravitate to it and understand. Mm. No matter how many times you do what your parents didn't tell you to do, guess what? They still love you. Yeah. And and that's what it was for me. And I said, how can I do that? I can take these stories. Let me go take the most odd, abstract stories from the Bible that people don't pay attention to and put a twist to them. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's what, and I haven't even scratched the surface with right. it yet. You know, I've been doing plays and movies, but this next movie I got, dog, I'm so excited to make it. Mm -hmm. I've never been more, I've never been this particular about a script in my life. Mm -hmm. And I know this is the one. Oh, God. This next one right here is going to be the one mm -hmm. that I know that, that takes it to mm -hmm. the next level. Mm -hmm. And I'm making it solely for that guy that's right now sitting beside a dumpster getting high on heroin mm -hmm. that just got out of 25 years in prison mm -hmm. that don't know where he dude and probably done did the worst sins in the world. Mm -hmm. And by the time he finishes it, I want him to be like, he loves me. Yeah. And that's why I do it, bro. Mm -hmm. That's why I do it. That's so good.
Thank, yeah. thank you for that work. Thank you for yeah. is that, is that. Is that all you can tell us about it? Is, is, I mean, is, I, I, to be honest, like I don't even people. I don't at this point. Like you can try to make the same movie if you want. You ain't gonna do it like me. <laughs> right. And you might have, might yeah. be real good, but it's gonna be hard. Nah. It's so no, we gonna keep it under wraps. Okay. You just follow Jimmy Jenkins online so yeah. that you make sure that you can catch yes. um, when, whenever it does release. What? So you you told us about that, but you working on some other stuff. Tell us all the stuff that you got got in the cooker right now. So. Um, Man, we got the Alabama football project with Nick Saban okay. um, and the history of Alabama football. I'm really excited about that. Mm -hmm. That'll be done this summer, this fall, right before football season. Yes. Got a big project now with Canadian NBA players that are Canadian putting out these lottery picks like mm -hmm. nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like PG similarly, but uh -huh. now it's a lot coming from Toronto. Okay. So a story similar to that. Um, they not us though. They not us. No, 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 no. Not even close. They, 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 they not close, but they still are. They putting out hoopers. Um, yeah. Uh, I have this company I've been working on called Playwatch for mm -hmm. children. It's about bringing uh, 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 content to minority children, really focusing mm. on making sure that they have a plethora of content to look at yeah. and find. Um, yeah. So that's like a big baby of mine. That's like my, my baby I've been growing for a while. And um, we're getting ready to come out this year. So really excited about that. And then um, I got my movie. Um, it's called God With Us. Mm. And uh, I just tell you the premise. Okay. I tell you the sentence. I ain't even told nobody. This is gonna be. Come on. I had to cut it out. We 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 breaking we breaking but, news. But it's, it's this world. It's 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 in a world where the government. Everybody says, listen, we want Jesus out the God out the Constitution. Mm. We want it off the back of the dollar, mm. and we want it out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can still have your churches and all that, but it's just like kind of shunned yeah. because. You know, uh, in God we trust, right. one nation under God, uh -huh. they want to remove all that. So mm -hmm. the government, they, they vote, they remove all that, and the world just kind of turns to their own way. Mm -hmm. But there's this prophet who can talk to God, and God talks to him. And so he begs God, he begs, please show your mercy just one more time. Just mm -hmm. show the world how much you love him one more time. And God talks to him through a burning bush and tells him, I'm going to send my son to live in the earth one more time. Mm -hmm. And so he finds a, a virgin from the hood. Uh, and uh, her boyfriend Joe. <laughs> and uh, it's about yeah, yo. This is a uh, everybody hates church exclusive. What's coming from yeah. Jimmy Jenkins? We getting ready to film it. We getting ready to film Let's it. So go. Let's yeah, we filming go. it this summer, man. Man, we're excited to support you, man. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Let us know how we can reach you, social media, all that stuff. How, how can we find you? Jimmy Jenkins 22, Jimmy Jenkins 22, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check me out. And uh, uh, man, you're doing your thing, bro. Man, I'm just I... honored to be a part of this, man. Y'all spread the word about this. This is just the beginning. Um, this is going to blow up, man. Man, Jimmy was one of the first people that I reached out to when, when the Lord gave me this vision to want to do a podcast. And, and um, just I, I know um, what, what quality he produces and, and also know that he'll tell me what's real. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so he, he told me some things not to do uh, to, to make sure that we, we pulled this off. So, man, thank you for being um, one of the original uh, vision keepers of yeah. Everybody Hates Church. And thank you for being a part of it on oh, yeah. this particular episode. Thank you. And man, thank you for taking uh, 
uh, taking the gospel to Hollywood. Thank you for bearing the name of Christ um, in spaces that are not church. Um, and thank you for loving the church um, enough to represent us well where you are. And so, man, shout out to Jimmy Jenkins. Make sure that you give him a follow uh, on social media, wherever uh, wherever you can find him. And thank you for being a part of Everybody Hates Church. For and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click like, follow, and share. Share this with somebody uh, that, you, uh, that you know, somebody who loves movies, or somebody who loves TV, somebody who loves church, or maybe even somebody who hates church, because that's what we all about. Everybody Hates Church and having these conversations in a safe space where we can really talk it out and find love for Jesus and his church. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram and TikTok at Everybody Hates Church. I'm Dr. Bobby Manning. You can find me everywhere at Dr. B Manning. I look forward to seeing you on social media, but I also look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Everybody Hates Church. See you next time.